At Atlas Copco, we strive to be the most attractive industrial company in our target markets. Our strong culture of innovation is a result of having great people on board, committed and encouraged to grow and reach their full potential. With the belief that passion of people makes the difference, we are exploring a new channel to deep dive into topics within people management. We call it the People Podcast. For those of you who have listened to our previous episodes, welcome back. We have decided to podcast on a quarterly basis and the program today is our fourth release. I'm Cecilia Sandberg, Head of HR for the Atlas Copco Group, and with me I have Dorna eriksson Shafi, VP Talent Management for the group. Our topic for today will be driving a culture of feedback, why it matters and how we can all contribute to feedback climate. We will talk about how to master the fundamentals of giving great feedback and how the language of a group mindset is a powerful tool to help teams provide and receive feedback more easily. Please join us. Dorna, most welcome. Thank you, Cecilia. So let's start with the why. Why is feedback so important? All research in the area point in the same direction. A strong feedback culture not only welcomes, but proactively seeks feedback and uses it to foster the growth of individuals, teams, and the organization. A culture of feedback confirms that employee voices are valued and that the company invests in its people. So Dorna, what is your view on this? That's very true. And I guess we have all experienced the benefits of great feedback at some point in our careers. And most of us are very aware that feedback is important. I mean, without it, we can't develop or or shape our working environment and companies can't correct mistakes or recognize where they need to improve. So in order to be productive and feel good about ourselves, we need to understand what effect we're having on others around us and consequently the effect we're having on our organization. So direct feedback is, in my view, the best way to actually gain this insight. And that's why creating a feedback culture is essential to every workplace. I fully agree. Even when feedback has the best of intentions, however, it can cause a reaction and giving and receiving feedback can become something that many people dread. If you're giving improvement feedback, you might worry about hurting people's feelings or not communicating it properly. If you're receiving feedback, it might feel you might feel unappreciated, attacked or undervalued. So Dorna, let's start with introducing some science then. So how does our brain react to receiving feedback? Sure. So researchers recently discovered that when we receive negative feedback, our thalamus and amygdala lights up. These are the same areas of the brain that process fear and threats. Well, that's interesting. So if feedback can cause a negative reaction, why should we give it in the first place? Yeah, I guess that the easy answer to this is that, you know, don't let the fear of feedback scare you away. Carefully crafted feedback can unlock the potential in others and put light on solutions and really drive and foster a positive feedback culture that can help boost performance. So mastering the fundamentals of giving constructive and balanced feedback is an important first step. I would also encourage some self-reflection here. Mm -hmm. So setting aside some time for yourself and taking the opportunity to reflect on how you give and receive feedback. How often do you do it? To whom? And in what situations will help you be more intentional with your efforts? Hmm. Self-reflection is always a good idea and a very pragmatic first step. 
So nurturing a growth mindset has been proven to be another effective way of creating a strong feedback culture. Mm -hmm. People with a growth mindset believe their abilities can be developed. They value learning and development and view feedback as an opportunity to improve. They simply have a love for learning. And research shows that a growth mindset can equip us with tools to provide meaningful and supportive feedback and make the conversation rewarding for both parties. What is your experience around this, Dorna? I absolutely agree. And, and to take a concrete example, when we tell a colleague or employee that they're good at specific tasks, we're using the language of a fixed mindset. So the belief that capabilities are intrinsic rather than adaptable. In contrast, when we provide positive feedback on the strategies that led the person to success, we encourage a growth mindset, so helping the receiver to view feedback as an opportunity to further develop. So how can leaders promote the growth mindset within their people and organizations, do you think? Mm -hmm. So simply put, leaders can foster growth mindsets by rewarding improvement rather than only results. So when we recognize the effort and persistence behind a good result, our feedback is more meaningful and encourages the receiver to revisit those positive behaviors when faced with their next challenge. I think that's very interesting and really indicate that the language of a growth mindset is a powerful tool to help teams provide and receive feedback more easily. Exactly. So when we shift our team's language by referring to negative feedback as developmental, for example, we keep everyone's brain in what scientists refer to as a toward state. In a toward state, people are more likely to view feedback as an opportunity to grow and improve instead of a threat. So when we shift the focus to getting better rather than being good, we make space for the growth mindset really to flourish in everyday attitudes and, and conversations. Hmm. I believe the notion of psychological safety plays a key role here as well. Mm. In our last podcast episode, focusing on high-performing teams, we discussed the importance of creating a safe and trusting environment for individuals and teams to flourish. Would you say there's a link here? For sure. So a climate where, where speaking your mind without fear of consequences is indeed one of the foundations for a feedback culture. Something that I also have been reflecting about is that feedback is often presented as a tool that will magically improve employee performance. There is, of course, no magic involved. Instead, it is understanding that for feedback to have an impact, the person receiving the feedback needs to be receptive to what is being said. Would you agree? For sure. I mean, there are many different models for, for giving feedback. And to keep it simple, focus on observations and not assumptions. So make sure that the feedback that you're giving is related to a specific behavior, something that you have actually observed. Then secondly, you need to articulate how this behavior made you feel. After all, you do not know the effect on anyone else, and you only know how it made you feel or what you thought about it. So presenting feedback as your opinion makes it much easier for the receiver to hear and actually accept it, even if you're giving improvement feedback. Then finally, describing the results or impact of the behavior is also important. This will highlight the reason for you giving this feedback. And this is often missed and makes it difficult for the receiver to understand the true consequences of their behavior. Mm. I think that's a simple enough model to refer to. I think we've all been in the situation where we received improvement feedback. Well thought through, but maybe not exactly what we wanted to hear. And it hurts. 
instantly it hurts a bit because mm. you did probably not live up to your own or someone else's expectations. And at that point, it might be difficult to see. But if someone is taking the time to give you feedback, that someone is caring about you and the relationship. If they didn't care, they wouldn't bother, right? Absolutely. And and seeing the act of feedback as a foundation for trust and care is indeed the recipe. So when I stumble, I hope that someone who cares for me gives their time and dedication to support with their honest and transparent feedback, simply because they want me to be at my very best always. Now, let's say I would never receive that corrective feedback. I would probably feel as someone is actually denying me mm. the opportunity to, to learn and grow. Mm. So I think next time someone comes with critical feedback, and yes, it might sting, see it as an act of care. Someone cares enough for you and your relationship to invest time in you. So listen carefully. I agree. And just listening is actually not enough. I mean, having a feedback culture means that you also respond and act on feedback received. Mm. So people giving you feedback need to see that it's worth their time and, and actually pays off. Right. We should, of course, not underestimate the value of following up on what we do with feedback. A starting point to set the foundation could be to ask the team how they would like to receive feedback. One way of doing this could be that we have them answering open-ended statements like, the best way to give me feedback is, my worst experience with feedback was, when I receive constructive feedback, my first reaction is. This will open up for a safe space to give and receive feedback, I think. Yeah, I, I like that approach. It's simple yet very impactful and an inclusive way of starting the conversation around feedback in your team. Exactly. Start small. I think we miss opportunities to provide feedback just because we have this idea that only big wins. Instead, let us take the opportunities as often as we can. Hmm. When we see any behavior we want to encourage, let's acknowledge it and express our appreciation. And as mentioned earlier, let's not forget to praise efforts and progress along the way. If we want to nurture a lifelong learning culture, feedback on efforts will encourage and motivate us on our learning journey. Absolutely. So the key here is really to make it a habit so it becomes a part of everyday working life. I mean, if feedback only happens at unusual times and then typically when something is wrong, we will never make it part of our DNA. And this is not a leadership responsibility only. I mean, we all have the responsibility to give and receive feedback from our manager. Obviously, it takes two to tango, right? But it's also equally important to, to open up feedback channels between peers and within teams. Very true. Feedback should go in all directions, and we should not be afraid of practically asking for it, not only from our manager, but also from people around us, team members, project members, and colleagues. The notion of new news is good news is not a proactive approach to driving a culture of feedback, and I think it's time that we all challenge this approach. I could not agree with you more on this one, Cecilia. So most people will be happy to provide advice and suggestions when you ask for it. And we tend to be more specific with our feedback when we are asked for it. So we're getting closer to the end, and we have been talking about the importance of feedback, why it matters, and how we can all contribute to driving a feedback culture. So Dorna, should we give it a try to summarize the highlights? Absolutely. So step one, nurture a growth mindset within your team and ensure a safe space and trustworthy environment for feedback to go in all directions. Step two, see feedback as care. Someone cares enough about you to take their time to invest in you and your learning journey. And then finally, start small and start now. Well said. Thank you so much, Dorna, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. 
And to our listeners out there, thanks for joining us. Stay healthy and safe.